All right, so here we go. King Solomon's Prosperity Primer, the missing gap between wanting something, which is visualizing it in your heart. You see it, you want it. We're very visual creatures. And having it when we're holding it, we're touching it, and because we wanted it, now it showed up in our life. The more you can pull off that skill, the more powerful you feel, the more in control of life you feel, the more service to God you can perform, the better your ideas take hold, the more experience, the more risk you take into the world because you've had some successes in your life. And so we're going to get right into them. So here's the first one. You got an idea in your head. You got to pull that idea from an intangible idea that's sitting there just kind of ethereally, immaterially, sitting in the neural pathways of your head. And the first step of manifesting is to shake the idea out into physical form. And the easiest way to do that is write it down. Habakkuk 2.2 says this, Write the vision, make it clear on tablets, so that anyone can read it quickly. What you see, write it out in big block letters, so they, they can read it on the run. So there's this idea that you're taking the most simplified version. Do you notice the big block letters? We're not going super granular with this vision yet. We're just pulling it out of our head, getting just rough draft concepts of the idea out of our head onto a piece of paper. Give me some thumbs up if you feel that. Give me some high fives if you feel that. If you got value from that. Because a lot of times what we do is we thought masturbate and we paint this castle in the air in our mind and then going about actually working it seems so daunting that we never stop. So this is just, this is the big block letter version of just dumping the idea onto paper. Years ago, before technology had caught up to the idea, I wrote I wanted to build a Leadership Academy game board. There wasn't reality gamification on computers yet. And so I built that I wanted to build a game, like a, like a Yahtzee Monopoly type of game where kids and participants can learn entrepreneurship. It was just a big block, but it got the idea out of my head. And today, because of that, I've been able to consult the NFL. I've been able to work with some of the finest young kids in America. And really, it started by me getting it just out of my head. So everybody, raise your hand. Send me a heart, a like if you get the concept. You got an idea, pull it 
out of your head so the first step in manifestation can get it out of ethereal land into symbols, scribbles. That's what Leonardo da Vinci did. He got everything out into scribbles and symbols and writings and poems and he just he got it out because if you don't do that you, you if you don't purge those ideas you're going to get a constipation in the mind and those ideas are going to slow down and what you want to do is become a medium of great ideas you want to be an unfiltered medium ideally of god to man but let's keep it a little more on earth. Just great ideas to people. Falcone's in the house. Now we got a party. Now I got to turn it up just a little extra. So that's the first one is to write it down in simplistic form. It doesn't have to be detail, detail. It can just be very basic. Value if you got number one. Give me a heart or a thumb up if you got some value from number one. And the more you write them down, the more comfortable you get with the activity. And the better it becomes and the easier it becomes. The key is to make it clear. And you'll also notice from this verse that it says, write it down, make it clear on tablets so that anyone can read it quickly what you see write it down in big blocks so that it can be they can run they can read on the run meaning other people are going to have to be involved in your vision for it to take off for it to do great is going to require others you this is the start of lighting a fire in other people for your vision that your vision can become their vision. And when your vision can synergize into their vision, they will work equally as hard, they will invest equally as hard, and you will become the leader that you were meant to be, providing them, providing them a project, providing them thought, for how to achieve great things and then in time in time they will also create their own all right so this is good stuff going to number two and there's only three number two is you want to know what sets your soul on fire know what sets you on fire because if Whatever it is, isn't setting you on fire. The hat master. Thank you, Carla. Know what sets you on fire. And Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Okay, this means you want something, you want something, you want something. We go back to step one. Deferred doesn't mean no it means that it's like punted off like you didn't score the touchdown it didn't happen it didn't manifest you got to punt you got to wait for your turn 
to get it to try it again. There was lost opportunity. It didn't quite happen. He ran out of the money. A teammate deserted the cause. You ran out of heart. But the whole idea is the hope got deferred. It got kicked down the ways a little bit. More time gets needed. So hope deferred makes the heart sick. And unquestionably, as we wait for something, whether we wait for a cure, whether we wait for the sale, whether we wait for the loan to get approved, whether we wait for those damn kids to straighten up, whether we wait for whatever it is that we're waiting, it can defer the heart and make it sick. And it's good to know what makes your heart sick is that usually on the same line of what turns your passion on. So if your heart is sick over something, let that be a magnifying glass into what you deeply tre treasure and what you deeply love. But it says, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. And I've talked about this in the past. The tree of life was symbolic for when Adam and Eve were in the garden, they ate of the knowledge of good and evil. And so they fell and they became sin tainted. Now, if they would get to the tree of life and eat it, they'd actually live forever in a fallen state which would be an ultimate curse. We want a good life, we want a long life. But we actually, in our fallen state with aches and pains, we don't want to live forever. It was an act of God's kindness to remove Adam and Eve from the garden so that they could actually die and experience paradise restored with Christ. But here it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. It's a heavenly activity. It's almost like going to heaven in a way when you want something so deeply and you've waited for it, you've worked for it, you've worked to see its manifestation, You've shook it out of your mind. You've written it. You've made it clear on tablets. You've rallied the team. It's got deferred a couple times, but then it hits. The dream hits. When it's fulfilled, it's like eating that tree of life. You feel not, not a sense of immortality, but you feel a sense of divine satisfaction. It's like a divine snapshot of how good it feels to accomplish alongside God and that you'll spend forever doing that. And so this just gives us a snapshot of when we achieve, if the desire is so deep in our heart and we want it so deep in our heart, that the achievement isn't just the achievement. It's not actually just the money. 
It's not actually the award. It's not actually the car. The achievement itself is something that you and God collaborated on and you you sped it into reality. And that is like a tree of life. It's a heavenly taste. Alright, so here was the missing link in last week's training that I really wanted to share. So, we got number one. You got to pull this idea from your head, shake it out, get it into earth through a pencil or a pen or a scribble. That, that kind of dumps the idea into reality. Then you make it clear enough and simple enough so you're not spending forever doing that. Enough so that teammates can rally and they can read it because it's clear enough and they could even run with starting to want to make this thing happen. Because it's written in big block letters. Then, you're looking for what sets your soul on fire. You may want something because somebody else wanted it. You may want something because it was in a magazine, or because your uncle has one, or your aunt has one. But it's not actually something that is a soul-stirring desire in your heart that'll be like a tree of life. Like sometimes we shop, we purchase, and then it's a buyer's remorse feeling almost immediately. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about buying and purchasing things that we activate the value on that we're so grateful for owning and possession, that we're willing to work our face off, our ass off, to be able to get it, because our soul wants it so badly. And then when we attain it, the satisfaction is the nearest thing to heaven. And that's worth writing down. When you find something that's near your heart and you can accomplish that goal that's near to your heart, its accomplishment is the closest thing to feeling like you're in heaven. I would dare so much say even more than if you're in a crowd of worship and you're worshiping intently. Six days shalt thou labor and work with God. And in those six days are where the miracles happen. And on the seventh, we acknowledge his greatness. All right, finally, the missing gap. And this is big. And this is rarely done. This is where the act of faith steps in. Faith is very active, my friends. Faith is a verb. It's not a noun. It's a verb. It's an action item. You got to make room and invite the reality. You have to live an invitational life. And it says plans are established by counsel.
but wise by wise counsel wage your war so you want this thing there's a certain war to get to it things will have to be overcome to get what you want to manifest and so you have to make room for that in advance and it's in the making of room that I think you're showing God hey I'm ready for it to show up going back to flying private I had spent years and years checking on jet cards the difference between private ownership fractional ownership rental cards I had no money are you kidding me are you kidding me? I didn't have money to be screwing around with jets. But the opportunity popped and I knew what a great deal was because I had studied and researched and talked to so many people about jets that I knew what a good jet card looked like. And I was able to jump on a last day of a deal. Had I not made room for that dream, it could have shown up and I wouldn't have been prepared for it. Raise your hand if that makes sense. I just wouldn't have been ready. I would have bought with uncertainty. Here's another thing. Many of you are in businesses. The vast majority of us don't even know where the purchase link is for us to receive our commission. There's a link that if someone buys, you make two grand. Many people, even though they want the two grand, they believe in the product, they're pumped, they're studying, they're even advertising. If someone called them out of the blue and said, I'm ready to go, they would not know where to send them. They would have a momentary blah and a block on where to send the lead to purchase because they haven't made room. They haven't made ready. And by doing and by not doing so, you're proving to your faith you really don't think this is going to happen. It's like with the tree houses. I've looked at all sorts of tree houses, different builders, different styles. I've done more than just watch tree house guys. I've ordered pamphlets. I remember when I was in third grade, next to our piano, I was just monkeying around and I found these blueprints, pages and pages of blueprints. And I asked my mom, I said, mom, what are these for? Now at the time, if we got to eat McDonald's, it was a plain burger and a glass of water. That was if we got to eat at McDonald's and I'd be special. We didn't have much money. Mom and dad cut our hair, uh, hand-me-down clothes, 
hand-me-down shoes. I bought my own Nikes for basketball. And I said, what are these? I'm in third grade. She said, those are the plans for our new house. Now, it was a sophomore. So it was seven years later we moved into those plans. Seven years. But she said, I'm planning my dream house. I said, Mom, we don't have any money. She said, Mark, you have to plan it if you want it. And she spent hours planning the house, her dream house, prior to ever, ever having the financing ready to go for it. And she consulted with my grandpa. My uncles are builders. She went around to open houses to get ideas. She waged her own war, and we live in a beautiful house. They live in a beautiful house. An absolutely beautiful house. So I think the missing link is the work, the faith work, of preparing the space to make it happen. You want to go to New York City and bedazzle your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Price it out. See where you'd stand. You know, the Trump Hotel, you can stay in the Trump Hotel in Chicago for as little as three or four hundred a night, and it's beautiful right on the lake. You can stay in some marvelous places if you know how to find the deals. But you have to kind of wage your own war. Talk with people. Like ski equipment, I want the best ski equipment. So I talk to the guys that ski and I say, I want the best value too. They say, get the year after brand new rentals. It shaves about 60% off the price, but then get brand new boots because boots you want custom. I never knew that. But I ended up with the boots and the skis. All right, so all that said, this has been a great opening 40 minutes. Happy Monday. I'd love to see in the comments the number one takeaway you got from these three secrets. Was it shaking the idea out of your head, putting it into reality? The, the first step is taking it into reality. Just make a comment there. Was it knowing and rediscovering and that might take some sitting and say, what is my soul's desire? What is it? What lights me up? What sets me on fire? What puts me in that flow? That's the flow of chance. And then finally, am I making room for the events to happen. Like some of you have dreams of great family vacations, ski vacations, 
mountain vacations, Italy vacations. Retirement dreams to and fro. But you have to have a plan. And if you're working a job that gives you three weeks vacation, it's going to be hard to make those things manifest. You might have to get in it. You might have to start a business. To get everything done that you believe God has put in your heart, it might take your own business to fund it, to fund the time freedom. These are powerful things. Grady, good to see you on here. Vince Strine, I'm honored. Falcone said, make room, Carla. Carla and Todd are so much fun if you ever get a chance to be with them. I recommend it. On the webcam, over in Cyber, we got Plan for it if you want it. Faith is action. Make faith space the number one space. Makes wonderful sense. Thank you, Apple. So that's that. All right. I love you guys. I'm honored to be able to kick off Monday with you. Thank you for the virality. I see we shot up from 40 people to over 200 real fast. And I want to thank you for that. So let's have a let's have a stellar week. Let's not avoid the week. Let's follow the snapshots that we've had in our mind of who we could become, of what we could accomplish, of the money we could earn, of the lifestyle we could live of the trips we can take. Let's not settle. Let's just spend a week and go for it. And let's get it. Let's shake our ideas out of our mind, put them in a readable notebook. Let's get some counsel. Let's open some space. And let's get to manifesting. There's nothing better than manifesting your heart. It's the closest thing to heaven on earth. Cheers and amen. See you guys. Love you.